Hey. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to the third edition of this wild and crazy time that we've been doing, the Illegal Talk in the Back podcast. Coming to you live this time with better production value, with more correspondence. It's amazing how fast we've grown. Uh, only three weeks here. We're already hiring people. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty wild. Uh, you know, I think, I think the sky's the limit. Uh, don't think we really need a, you know, a large intro. I don't know. Do we need, do we need to do redo introductions? Cause like we had a guy, all right, I'll redo introductions. We got a new guy here. We got a new guy. All right. So hailing from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you know him from the first podcast. Now you didn't know him from the second cause you know, he got called up to the big leagues, but he got called back down to the minor leagues. Chris from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hey, how's Chris. it going? All right. I'm uh, really ready for this midterms edition of the podcast. Get into some Jeff Sessions, a little bit of Jim Acosta. So, you know, I'm ready. Fired up. Chris, that's the, that's the Friday podcast. This is the college football. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. We'll do politics tomorrow. Um, hailing from the Big Apple itself, uh, the northern part. I can't disclose exactly where he is because I'm sure he'd be mad. We have John. <laughs> Hey. Uh, and, then, and then uh from uh Jersey there's uh Will. So excited for Penn State basketball. All right. Well, that was uh, a very lackluster intro. Um I think uh I think I kinda wanna just get into what we want to talk about this week. Pretty wild weekend of college football the November third uh sequence of this this uh this whole thing uh bama lsu obviously big route i called it i knew it georgia kentucky john called it so they said five touchdowns which was a little bit ridiculous but he, he kind of called it they, uh, let them, they let them in that game they kept them <laughs> uh and then penn state michigan uh which obviously we all called as being a tight game um and just you know we're, we're a little off that saturday sometimes that happens so uh I didn't think we. Uh, I don't think we were wrong at all about that game. <laughs> you know what? I what did I say? They're gonna they're gonna keep it within three or seven. That was my. <laughs> that exactly. was my three or seven. Exactly like sense. I said. Exactly like I said. You know, Penn State keeps it close, and McSorley does it at the end. You know, that's exactly how I saw it. He did that's exactly a, what happened. He did throw a few picks at the end, or a pick. I don't even know. Tommy Stevens for the worst pick I've ever seen in my life. But we'll get to that game. Uh, I think we should start off with, let's start off with the, like the most like eh, game that people probably didn't watch that much of Georgia, Kentucky. Anyone have any thoughts? I have some thoughts on this game, but I'll let someone else start. If anyone's got some thoughts. Well, I just want to say, I think the top six teams sort of separated themselves this weekend. I mean, th- three of those top six just absolutely kicked ass and demolished an, an opponent that, you know, Thought it was going to be competitive. And you, you could even go as far as Notre Dame as well. I mean, they didn't destroy, you know, Northwestern, but a pretty pretty fair showing by them. And and so I think the uh, what the committee came out with this week with the, you know, that same top six, I think, you know, those are sort of the major players that we're looking at so far. Yeah, I, I don't think um, – I think that they got the top six, I mean, pretty well. I mean, we'll get into, like, what I, I think of the rankings because I've got a. I've got a trash sandwich opinion of, of the rankings from seven forward, but 
You know, yeah, I mean, I just in general, I think Georgia showed that it is a top level team. I mean, they put up 330 something rush yards on Kentucky, which is kind of ridiculous. There's I was like, it seems like they've got seven running backs. They've got Holyfield and, and the other guy. Uh, Swift. Swift. Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Swift or DeAndre Swift. Um, and they're both, you know, they seem like one of those classic tag teams, um, a la what Georgia's had in the past. Um, so I think Georgia, you know, really just it got itself back in the conversation for sure. You know, nothing super exciting there. I think, you know, if you look at the, the tail of the tape, the game's pretty even outside of the fact that Georgia just whomped Kentucky on the ground. You know, Kentucky was able to pass. It's it's even on turnovers. Other than that, Georgia takes care of business on the ground. Anyone else have a opinion? Couldn't have summed it up any better myself. Uh, I thought that, that this was going to be a five-touchdown game. It looked and felt like it was a five-touchdown game. The score does not indicate how badly Kentucky looked. Um, and they they are who I thought they were. Rest yeah, in peace, Denny Green. That, that is absolutely correct. They just don't have the recruits to hang with Georgia. So, Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like, and, and again, this is kind of interesting, considering Kentucky is still ranked 11th Jeez. after that. Uh, and I'll get into my feelings on that later. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of feelings on this, but it's. I think what's happening here is we started off the year Georgia looked good, but maybe not as good as they looked last year. And there were all these questions of like, Florida's back. Oh, Kentucky's good. And we're kind of settling into the old usual SEC, which is that the East side just kind of sucks. And there's only one good team. That's it. You know, the West is far better across the board. It's better recruits. It's more competitive. If you win the West, you are the best. It's just the way it works. You know, I mean, I don't know since since the Urban Meyer era, how many times the East has even won, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but it seems like that's kind of just my opinion. What's, what's settling in here. I mean, Georgia obviously had some, some good running backs head off to the NFL, um, last year and a lot of good defensive players, uh, but they have a lot of good recruits behind them and definitely one of the top, I would say six programs in the country. So, um, I think they're kind of exerting that pretty clearly, um, Who did LSU beat to get so high ranked? Wasn't it like Georgia. Auburn? Georgia. They they beat Georgia. They beat oh, Georgia and yeah. well, so they beat Auburn early on when Auburn was still considered good. And they beat did they beat Miami early on? Early on, yeah. yeah they beat in the yeah, first. So week. those teams are trash now. We yeah. finally realized. All right, so LSU. That's a, you know Georgia shouldn't have lost that game, but I just I don't like LSU at seven. I just don't think they could score enough. Too. Yeah, which I guess this segues into the to the second game that we probably should talk about is is the complete rout that occurred in Tiger Stadium. You know, Jeez. I mean, this game was what seventeen and a half points, no, fifteen and a half points spread, and everyone kept saying, "Oh my God, it's so wide, it's too wide." Da, da, da. And Alabama nearly doubles it and has a shutout and does it on the road in what many and I'm sure you talk to LSU fans, they'll still say it's one of the hardest places, if not the hardest place to play at night in america who does this reflect on does it reflect that alabama is the team of the century or is lsu just not that good Al, or lsu hasn't had an offense in about 15 years i mean usually they only let the opponents score seven points so they win but i mean who was the last lsu quarterback that you remember like wow jamarcus russell yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly that's what i was gonna say yeah jamarcus russell Ryan Perry, so, 
could throw it 75 yards from his knees. <laughs> so now that's he can't their get up off his feet. <laughs> that, that was a fat joke, and I apologize. It's okay. You know, they're obese people, and I think we need to shame them. Um, All the people in Louisiana. <laughs> you know, they don't listen to this. We just show. lost a they, lot of yeah, listeners. Yeah, we yeah. just lost a lot of listeners. Well, they got a new reason to eat. You know that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm torn on this game because I, I really I think what you saw was a performance from Alabama that really is like, okay, this could be the defining performance of the team of of a generation. Or the other side of this is like LSU. You know, like Will said, they, they beat Miami when Miami was thought to be, I think, like 14 or something at, as a preseason ranking. They beat Auburn when Auburn was was probably four. seventh. They were like they, four. They were joke. really highly ranked. Because they beat um, Washington, who was also like top five. Another yeah. joke. Yeah. Um, and and so you've got the, you've got a lot of teams that LSU's beat outside of Georgia that are at the top of the <laughs> at the top of the uh, of the uh, or the 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 top 25 at this point, and nowhere near um, you know one through ten. So I don't know, Chris. What do you think? Is, is Alabama just that it, good, or is LSU just not that good? I think it's just I think it's just all an Alabama thing. I mean, we ha- we haven't seen anything like this ever. I would just looked out of curiosity at the uh, <laughs> S and P Plus page for Alabama. Their win expectancy is a hundred percent for every single game that they've played this year. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like the, that's yeah, just, that's pretty ridiculous. The utter, I've seen I've been usually like high eighties, but like sure, yeah. If you, usually, if you dominate somebody. You can expect to be in the 90s or something like that, 100% across the board. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, just the they have a what top? They have the number one offense. I mean, we've never seen anything like this from Alabama before. So I I just think it's a sheer team of the century sort of sort of thing, and it's going to be very challenging to beat them. There's yes. also not that there's not a number two team right now. I mean, Clemson. They're they're undefeated, but they're fallible. They they don't have uh, the the offense that they did in years past. Notre Dame. I mean, I'll, I'll get into that later. But like, I don't believe in them whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> G- Georgia, I guess could could pull off something. I truly believe in them. Um, other than that, like, I don't know. D- does anyone see Michigan pulling it off? No. Uh- Absolutely not. So segue to our who do you think can be Alabama? Most likely. I was actually going to say Michigan just because of the way they play defense. Which is one-on-one and everybody else blitzes. Which I love. I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with you. But I'll let somebody else chime in. When they, they, always, they always say that the offense is, is what beats Alabama. Whether it's, it's Johnny football or those Ole Miss teams. And so I got to go with Clemson. I mean, we've seen the way Trevor Lawrence throws that deep ball, and he's got all kinds of weapons, T. Higgins, um, NTN, et cetera. So if there is one team, I would think I would pick Clemson. If I had to go in order, I would say Clemson, and then surprise pick here, I would say Oklahoma, because it comes down to the only way you're going to beat this Alabama team is if your offense is, is can hold a candle to theirs. Um, you know, in years past, like you're right. Think about it. Three Heismans have, have beaten Alabama and Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton. Um, and then I thought about the other day. I can't remember the last one, but then you've got like Stidham last year with a pretty good offense. 
Ole Miss when they had whatever Jim Kelly's nephew or whatever the hell that was. Um, <laughs> and then Oklahoma did it in the Sugar Bowl, I think, in what, like 2014? Um, Ohio State did it when they were on that weird run with Cardale Jones. But it, it really seems like the only way to beat out. Al- there's only, it, as far as I can think of it, the only team that's ever out Alabama at Alabama is LSU in the year that they played them in the title game again, right? Yeah. Uh, that that's the only time that I've ever seen a team that plays the identical style of Alabama beating them. Georgia almost did it last year. Um, but I, I, this is where I think Michigan, if I'm, if I'm Michigan and I'm looking at my chances against an Alabama, all I need to do is look at what just happened to LSU, right? A team that has a strong defensive prowess, good linebackers, guys that run to the ball quickly. I'll, I will give you that Michigan's defense is better than LSU's, but I'm not going to say by much. I think the quarterback play is, is on about even. So that's just I, my take. I agree. I think it would be a very similar-looking game. Remember when Alabama beat up on Michigan State, like, whatever, years ago? Oh, my was, God. Yeah. Like, 59 Jeez. to nothing or something? That was yeah. brutal. That was bad book for the Big Ten, too. Jesus. I think they won by nine touchdowns. Is that is that does that sound about right? I think it was fifty nine. I don't know if they got to that ninth, but it was. I think it was at least it was at least eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, this segue is a bad look for the Big Ten. Why don't we talk about the bad look for the Big Ten, and better yet, the bad look for Penn State. <laughs> Penn State, we... Michigan. Who wants to talk about this first? No one. No one at all. I was listening to the podcast today. Another podcast. I know I cheated on you guys, and. Um, I didn't realize, well, I did know, but it was like 14, only 14 to nothing with like two minutes left in the third quarter. And goddamn Franklin, how many QBs do we play this game? Because that was a joke last game. Freaking merry-go-round of putting in McSorley and then Stevens. Make a damn decision. I I read an article uh, this past week on the uh, uh, reputable uh, site Onward State. I know they have a lot of uh, a lot of <laughs> fantastic journalists there, um, a lot of real A plus uh, Woodward and Bernstein style uh, journalists there, and uh, they they suggested that uh, McSorley is playing hurt, and that in such case they should start Stevens this week. And uh, you know I'm inclined to agree if if any of that is true, um, and I guess by his play in the last few weeks, it seems like. He's playing with a lingering leg injury, and his mobility is hampered, and thus the Penn State offense is hampered. So I, I do think that, you know, hey, give give Stevens a shot here. Like, what have you got to lose at this point? The playoffs over. You know, I I think at this point, even a New Year's Six bowl is over. Yep. Um, yeah, I would agree. Like, you know, we we may end up in the Idaho Potato Bowl for all we know. Um, <laughs> Bad for us. <laughs> and you Could know, with that shot, if we go out there, <laughs> yeah. with that new red shirt rule too, you get a chance to play, you know, some true freshmen, and you know, hold on to that red shirt. So that could be interesting. Um, Good to start see. all new wide receivers this week. For the love of God, I mean, Juwan Johnson can just go to the NFL. Did DeAndre Tompkins leave in the middle of the season, and we weren't told about it? He's like. <laughs> He's still out there dropping balls, you know. <laughs> Fun fact, DeAndre Tompkins is only a freshman this year. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I was in uh, I was in my cast class with him. I, I was going to say, wasn't he there when we were like 
I, I sat so, the DeAndre, him and we played FIFA together, which is pretty wild. Um, DeAndre Tompkins was in my Theater 100 class when in 2014. I am 27 years old, and DeAndre Tompkins is still playing. And he didn't get any better. <laughs> I, I really don't think he did either, you know. No, he's gotten worse. I will say this. Here's here's what I will say about about the Trace McSorley situation. I don't think that the concern, my concern watching that game was not that he was immobile. I think Michigan was blitzing like like madmen as we kind of expected them to do. My concern was that he was just patently inaccurate. Like he understanding that the receivers dropped a lot of balls, he missed a lot of throws. A, a significant like he could not hit uh, a slant route for for the love of God. It was like, come on, man. Um, and then obviously Tommy Stevens gets put in and then throws the pick of the century to what was that? There was there seventeen linebackers in the area that he threw it to, and not that one was receiver. Truly the worst I've seen myself throw interceptions, and that was truly the worst interception I've ever seen <laughs> thrown. I mean, that was just like right to the guy. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, you know, Michigan wanted to pound that loss, you know, into the ground. I mean, Harbaugh taking the timeout, you know, to review the play at the end when he's up by 42 points. It, that was that was meant to be not even a statement. What I would say it was like a vendetta win. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do think it might be a different story with a healthy Trace McSorley. Or honestly, if you benched him at halftime, Maybe there's a shot we get back in that game. Should have been earlier. We just needed I, one play. It was fourteen to nothing. If it would have just became fourteen to seven, defense gets a little life. You could just see them wearing away slowly. I mean, three and outs are just so bad. The fact that we know that Michigan is just going to play man to man and then blitz everybody else, and it's like you look at the play calling, and it's like we didn't know it. I mean, all the fans know it. God, here's. Oh. All right, so I think we don't want to spend an hour and a half on Penn State because we probably could, and we'd probably just be sad by the end of it. But this this brings up some interesting, the, kind of the next interesting question, right? Well, we started to talk about the rankings, right? The old CFP, everyone's favorite, Penn State's favorite. And, and I, what I see here, I, I, I would agree with Chris early on. I would say the front six, you know, Alabama through Oklahoma, Look about right to me. Michigan at four, I have no problem with. I think they had a really good win. You know, Georgia right behind them, Oklahoma. I mean, I have I have no problem with these rankings. It's once we get into seven through 25 that I start to have some questions, right? And one of those questions that I'd like to bring up is that LSU, by losing by 29 points in a shutout loss in their own damn stadium, dropped what? They dropped four slots. Four spots to yeah. seven. Do we really think, are they the seventh best team in the country? I, I, I'm not sure. And I, and I think, as I stated to uh, earlier in the week, which I'll now make the point, I think the only way that you make them the seventh best team in the country is you've got to make other teams in the SEC better than they actually are. Case in point, Kentucky goes from like nine to 11. Again, in a pretty dominant loss. <laughs> Florida yeah. got blown out by Missouri, sitting at 15. And the only way that all of this really works is by having Mississippi State rank 16, who lost to all of those teams. I now, will I, play. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate for a second here. Tell me which team uh, is better than LSU. Is it Washington State? 
Absolutely. It, it, I'll tell you right now, it's the next three in that list. Washington State, West Virginia, and Ohio State are I, better than LSU. I mean, but like, if, if you actually look at the... And UCF. Uh, Screw it. If you look at the 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 records, though, like Ohio State's loss is way worse than LSU's two losses. Uh, Ohio State losing to Purdue by what they lost by is 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 so damning to the rest of their season that like I don't know if they get back into the playoff unless they dominate Michigan and dominate the Big Ten title game. And even then it might be a long shot given that like Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama, there's Georgia, there's Oklahoma. Like I just don't see them getting back in the race at this point. But I mean, like look at these rankings. We have NC State at 14, like they don't Syracuse at like 13. They're, that's I, what I'm not even going to mention them because that's like that's NC, NC State is literally on TV right now, three to nothing. Teams that play on Thursday nights should not be ranked ahead of us. Why are we so damn bad? <laughs> this is this is I, Syracuse this is actually, and BC. God there's there's people making a large case not for the SEC being completely overranked, but for the ACC being completely overranked. Um, you know, and those come down to NC State, Syracuse, BC. BC. All of them creeping up in the from that twenty five to fifteen area, and what people are out. This is interesting. I don't know if you guys ever look at at the the FPI or the Sagarin ratings, which are both computer models. All yeah. of these teams are way outside the top twenty five. Like I'm looking at FPI right now. NC State is thirty four. Boston I'm College old. is thirty. On I'm average, old enough to remember when Boston College lost to Purdue, and it wasn't close. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Syracuse is 58 in S&P Plus. Oh, my gosh. So, you know. So one thing I wanted to get into about the rankings was I do respect – I noticed this week that the committee really respects the head-to-head. Like Syracuse is one spot above NC State. And, um, you know, Penn State's one spot above Iowa, who's one spot above Iowa State. You know, and Auburn is one spot above Washington. And, like, things like that, having the committee – actually go like team by team down the line instead of having an actual poll, I think helps more with that. And I, I do kind of think that you should respect the head of the head because, you know, what else, what's a better data point than the two teams actually playing each other. And, and when you don't have that, you end up with Utah state being ranked like 14 or whatever the AP has. Uh, I'm going to bring it. All right, go on. Just because they can't agree on, you know, any other teams. So, I mean, I, I do, you know, some teams seem to be a little overranked. They're a little bit too high on the traditionals, maybe. But it, it's just hard to find. It's hard to find that like next tier after that first six right now. And, like teams aren't separating themselves the way it's they hard to find know, they usually the do. Next tier after the number one team, honestly, like there's there's no one there's no one that I could look at on these rankings that could even challenge Alabama. I I, I don't see them ever losing. Maybe ever again in history. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this so this will be interesting, right? So Mississippi State plays Alabama this weekend. If we're going back to like Alex has this weird conspiracy theory, they play them this weekend. The spread, I believe, is twenty four points on that game, right? Which wow. is big. One v sixteen. You know, Vegas is is really spot on Alabama. So if Bama goes out like. It's kind of a question of uh, do we just like if they lose if they beat the crap if, you, if if Alabama wins sixty three to nothing which I could totally see happening is that a mulligan loss for Mississippi State do they go to like seventeen 
from is it at alabama uh it's at mississippi state it's at alabama oh no it's at i'm sorry you're right it's at alabama um yeah, yeah. They, I don't see them falling that far. I mean, we saw it, we saw it just last week with LSU. How, right. Did they have to lose by ninety nine points for them to fall out of the rankings? Like, how many points does Alabama have to score here? It's kind of a problem, honest. Alabama being this good is a real problem because every team that they beat the crap out of, it's a mulligan loss, right? You can't you go probably like, have to lose by forty five, and it like, makes Alabama's wins look better. And at the same time, exactly, the teams don't fall. Let's take a look Sorry. at Mississippi State's schedule right now and who they beat. I have, a, I have it up right here. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. They beat Auburn, and, and that's it. They, they beat Texas A&M. Who is also a nothing team. They're both nothing teams. They, 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 they're not – the second tier in the SEC is not as good as the rankings show. And the, the reason being – like, look at Mississippi State's losses – they scored seven points, six points, three points. In their, in their three losses, they've scored 16 points combined. And, yeah, they beat the shit out of uh, Stephen F. Austin and uh, uh, UL Lafayette. Like, great. Congrats. You beat Louisiana Tech. You're, like, the master of uh, the Louisiana shit schools. Like, way to, way to go. But why, why are you 16? Why? Will they get over three points this weekend? Like I, I'll give him, I'll give him six. I'll give him six. Like here comes my Penn State bias, but I mean, like they 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 lose those three games. They don't have any offense in any of them. Penn State loses to three ranked teams. Two of them were by a combined five points, and they beat teams like Pitt, who is now in. I don't know what are they in the driver's seat? Are we sure they're in the driver's seat? Uh, they, they're they're in a collision course. They're in a collision now. course. Technically. App, App State and Pitt. Are, are both uh, contenders. And Pitt has some, some big victories this year. Um, I guess if we want to consider Syracuse a, a, a good team, I, I don't. But I think they beat Syracuse this year. But do you, yeah, do you really want to see Pitt play Texas A&M? Because I don't think that would be pretty. What? No, no, no. Like, the, the SEC is better. Like, well, I don't want to be an SEC apologist, but... Well, hold on. I, I'm, I, under, gonna... I understand a little bit about you know, what they're doing here. I'm going to go back. I'm just going to, I'm going to read the FPI and I'm going to read briefly read the Sagarin. So FPI has Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma. Six is Ohio state. Seven is Penn state. Eight is Notre Dame. Right. And this is, this is the, all comes down to strength of schedule, right? This is what the computer model puts in on USA today's thing. Penn state is eight. Ohio State is six again. LSU sandwiched between them. Iowa at nine, right? And then Mississippi State is like the best team in the SEC as far as schedule, even though they've lost a lot of these games. So I I, I don't know. I I just think that there's there's a – I mean, John said it, I think, best last week. There are two teams in the SEC, Bama and there's Georgia, right? And the rest of these teams – I'm not so sure about. I think that the one thing they have going for them is over a very, I will give them this, over years and years of bowl games, they, the SEC tends to win, like year over year, they tend to win bowl games against other conferences. Um, but I'm not sure that that means that, that they're really that strong. I, I, I don't really know. Um, I, you know. I just think it's, I mean, Kentucky lost by 17 points and dropped two, point, or two slots in the rankings with essentially no wins over anyone. Like, what's their best win? Vanderbilt? 
you know. They beat Florida. Oh, yeah. All right. Who is also looking like a bad team that got completely crapped on by Missouri, you know. Like, it it kind of brings up the question of, is there just more parity? Or does everyone just suck, you know? I think everyone just sucks after. I take the top 12 and I take Kentucky out. Those are the only good teams. Don't think Syracuse, NC State, what a joke. BC, oh, God. BC's either going to win on Saturday night or they're going to lose by 65 points. I don't know which one it is yet. If I, I had decide. a uh, if I had a dynasty in NCAA 14 with UCF and I won, what are they at now? 20, 22 straight wins? What? Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, about that. They're at about, about 22, 23 straight victories, and they cannot crack 10. Like, they, just... I don't know. They, they need to be higher. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. But they've got time left to uh, prove it. They play uh, Cincinnati and Houston, probably, right? So... Hopefully, oh, but yeah. they, they would need everyone else to lose again. UCF has got a meaty schedule still. They've got South Florida, who's like a seven-win team. They've got Cincy still. They probably have Houston still. There's a lot of meat on that schedule. But you can see it. They don't, have, they don't have a path. I don't see it, though. Because everyone I, in front of them has to play each other. Ohio State plays Michigan. West Virginia plays Oklahoma. Washington State. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they have the Apple somewhere. Cup, but, you know. Uh, the, only, the only way I could see this happening... Andy's going to lose twice. Yeah, ND would have to lose. Ohio State and Michigan would have to lose before they play each other. Like, Washington State would have to lose the Pac-12. There'd be, like, 800 things that have to happen for this to happen. And Georgia would have to just get completely annihilated in the title game. You know, for any any of that to happen. But... I don't know. I, I just think that this is an interesting year. I think uh, it kind of leads into what we t- want to talk about next, which is, you know, it's if it's either parity or what, you've got a lot of interesting teams leading um, or in leading positions in conferences where they're, they're usually not. So, you know, one of the probably the most talked about one is that Northwestern um, is leading the Big Ten West. Um not even leading. They're like locked into that well, that their championship yeah, game. They already. can clinch this weekend. They basically they exactly. They basically need they would need a lot of bad things to happen for them not to make it. Um obviously BTN, BTN has been saying this for I don't know, 8 years that this is going to happen. Um it really just seemed like we needed Wisconsin and Iowa to be bad in the same year. Um so uh on top of that, you've got Arizona State or Arizona State uh, with a win out can win the Pac-12. What South, right? Yeah, and then Pitt in the ACC Coastal, I believe, um, is also uh, yeah. at least has a good shot to to take uh, to take that side of the division. Although Virginia Tech can play spoiler um, and end up in the title game and, and have a rematch from last year. Um, so obviously, I think. Northwestern is, you know, statistically in the best position, um, you know. Uh, but out of these other two, who do you guys who do you guys favor more, Old Hermie or uh, what's the guy's name at Pitt? Pat Narduzzi. Pat Narduzzi. Yeah. I kind of 
I kind of like Arizona State here. I mean, uh, the like the tough game left on their schedule that they need to win is against Arizona at Arizona, which you know is challenging. But I don't like really trust that team. Like we've seen, we've seen them be good. We've seen them be kind of awful this year. And I feel like Arizona State. That I mean, they have a couple big wins in the past few weeks. Uh, Utah, USC. So that's the team that. Um, I could more see making the big run, and you know that'd be pretty, pretty great for old Herm Edwards. Old Herm Edwards, the coach that nobody thought could. <laughs> I think Arizona State is going to get annihilated at Oregon, and that will be the end of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. They're, they do that Oregon. <laughs> also, my UCLA Bruins are coming through for a point this week. Finally. Finally. Uh, um, I don't know. I think. You know, obviously the question here is, you know, we'll we'll basically find out where everything stands this weekend because if if Virginia Tech beats Pitt, they they suddenly take over that old driving seat really easily. Um, What about Virginia? Well, they just lost uh, to Pitt. They just lost to Pitt and already played. That's how Pitt's So so we're talking about the teams that have the best shot to win their conference, these these dark horse teams? Not not their conference necessarily, but the, the side of their conference. The yes, yeah, their their division. Okay, I, I mean, so so Northwestern is a lock, but I, you know, I'd like to throw out the idea that it is entirely possible that Northwestern wins the Big Ten. Like, if we could, if we could just forget the sins at the beginning of the season here with losses to Duke and Akron, you know, they've they've beaten up on on the Big Ten with the exception of a really close loss to Michigan, and they played an extremely competitive like went down to the you know middle of the fourth quarter with Notre Dame and even if they lose to Iowa this week it won't change my mind that they could possibly uh beat Michigan or whoever is going to represent them in the uh in the Big 10 title game. Iowa Ohio State has the only uh the only other shot here it looks like unless there's some some real uh shitstorm where Michigan State ends up there but I think that Northwestern could pull off an upset against either one of them. Hard wow. to beat the same team twice, I guess. Maybe Michigan, if that happened. Although I think Ohio State will beat them just again. I, I think it's a question for Michigan. Like they're on this like big like revenge tour or whatever. You know, they're all hyped up and like clearly like when they played big their Penn State, like the fans are going wild and like you know they, they're happy to be back in the position that they're in. I'm curious how they handle things when, like, when stuff starts going wrong, though, you know? Yeah. Like, when, 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 when uh, they're at Ohio State. Yeah. When they're, when they're in with, when they're at the Buckeyes Stadium and it's loud as hell and, you know, Shea throws a pick and, you know, they, you know, they have bad field position and all this stuff and, and that big momentum streak that they've been on starts to slow down. I'm just curious, like, you know, this is this is when I expect Harbaugh to punch someone. To be honest with you, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think he can't handle the fame. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I I would agree with John that I I could absolutely see, uh, I could see some weird stuff happening with Northwestern at the end of the year. I mean, I gotta I gotta jump in and say my bet is on Brian Kelly to be the first one to Woody Hayes a uh, player, but it will be his own player. And it will be when they lose to Syracuse in two weeks. Or they're, Brandon Wimbush. Or Brandon Wimbush this weekend. Yeah. 
They yeah, are, this is they're gonna lose on Saturday. They will. Harbaugh, Harbaugh's a close second, but it's definitely Brian Kelly is first first coach to punch. Players. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should talk about this because there's the breaking news that Notre Dame will not have its starting quarterback going into this Florida State game. Does that affect anything? Are they just that good? Are they that physical? Are they that? Or do they play that many sixty minutes? You know. Uh, I think they're fine. I mean, Brandon Wimbush is for as much shit he gets, he's not that bad. I mean, he's not a great thrower, but I mean, you can just ask Urban Meyer. You can win games with a quarterback who can't throw. So, like, I I still think that they'll be okay. And I'm. It's really uh, nice to see. Um, Two uh, Penn State quarterback decommits uh, in the top five, or <laughs> in uh, Brandon Wimbush and Justin Fields. Um, so I will be rooting heavily against both of you, just so you know. Um, and I, I do think that um, it's my lock of the week, actually. That even even before the book was out or the book was closed, uh, I think that uh, the <laughs> I think that the chapter. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm laughing at my own jokes now. The, the, I think that the chapter is going to read that Notre Dame gets upset um, this weekend. They're, they're out. Wow. Oh, it's, it's oh at, that is not where I thought you were going with that. It's, it's at Notre Dame, and I think they're going to at Notre win. Dame. At Notre yeah. Dame. I didn't they're know out. I would Jones. love to see Florida State show up for once, but I just don't see it. Also, Florida State, real quick, could lose their last three games against ranked teams and end the season four and eight, which would just be so glorious. I but feel like I hope this, they win this weekend. I feel like this group is just the, the reverse, Lou Holtz, and like one of us always picks against Notre Dame every week. We've we've been since we started this podcast. I I hated all over. I've listened back to him. I hated all over Notre Dame the first week. I'm pretty confident we spent some time hating on them last week. So I think it's only. It's only fair and traditional that we would continue this day. <laughs> the week by well, week hate of calling their loss. I think in week in in our first episode, I I mentioned that they were probably going to lose to Florida State. So I'm just not gonna. This is. I'm true. not gonna go away on it. that. Yeah, um, this is true. I'm a I'm a half believer that that could happen. Um, I, I will say that I you know. I feel like this is one of these bullshitty years that Notre Dame just, they're going to do just enough, you know? It was like even the Northwestern game. They didn't dominantly win that game. Like, they won by the exact spread. Like, they were literally they beat at the spread. Pittsburgh 19 to 14. It's such yeah. a freaking They show. beat Ball State by eight. Yeah, Ball State. It. Ball State's they a good team, Vanderbilt though. by five. <laughs> they. They're not that good, and I could. It's extremely plausible to me if you if you told me that Notre Dame lost out and they just finished nine and three. <laughs> I'd be like, okay. Do you think that? Do you think if they finish nine and three that they're still in the title game? <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're still Honestly, in they're the top like ten, five, and they're preseason number one for next year. Yeah, they 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 lose to lose to Florida State. They drop from from three to to four. <laughs> Michigan gets bumped. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. head to head, you gotta, gotta stick with the head to head. You gotta you gotta stick with the head to head, right? You know, we don't know that Michigan's the better team. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They're, like, I, I could see that happening. I think Syracuse probably has the better shot. I, I don't believe in Notre Dame at all. 
I, I think if there's a pretender team just hanging out in the top of the rankings, it is 100% Notre Dame. I do see Syracuse rather than Florida State. Although I wouldn't mind Notre Dame just going 12-0 so that they get to play Alabama as one versus four. And we see a rematch of that whatever 45-0 to game we saw in the title when Manai Teo had a fake girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Lene Kakua. We've, we talked about that already, too. <laughs> That's our second Lene Kakua reference. I think, we should, I, I think we should bring that up every other podcast. you got to make it a thing. As That's every our odd podcast. That's our segment, the Lene Kakua Pretender of the Week. Oh, I feel like we should talk about... Um, <laughs> I feel like we should talk about the West Virginia-Texas game. Did anyone watch that? Yeah. Did you that see like, that throw at the end? Yeah. That looked like sick. There. And then the balls on that coach with the homeless person hair to say, fuck it, let's go win the game. We're going for two. And then they converted the two-point conversion about three times with those timeouts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, Franklin would have went 0 for 3. He did it 3 for 3. That was, I'm impressed. West Virginia, I'm just going to say it now because I got the mic. They're my my big 12 pick. They're going to beat Oklahoma. I'll see them in the final four. Wow. I like it. Take me home, West Virginia. Take me home. Uh, did you see Iowa State saying that when they beat them? Pretty funny. I did not. Did you see the Alabama fans chanting, we want Bama? Yeah, that was kind of funny. The only thing I don't respect about West Virginia is uh, back in September when they purposely caused that hurricane so they wouldn't have to play NC State. <laughs> <laughs> that, they were. They had fear in their hearts. And they didn't want to play them. So, you know, I don't think that I could put them in my top four. I don't think they'll, they'll beat Oklahoma. Uh, unless, unless maybe they create another disaster to cancel that game, too. But you never know. John, I feel like you just gave us, like, a classic, like, Stephen A. Smith piece of analysis. Like, <laughs> like they were too afraid, so they caused a hurricane. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, like it's hurricane. Find me. Bring me some evidence to prove that West Virginia didn't cause that hurricane. <laughs> the old make them make them prove a negative. <laughs> um, Man, that's called our Kavanaugh segment. Yeah, guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything there's anything more exciting to talk about that we that we missed. Um, what games are this weekend that don't include? How about uh, Les Miles going to be coaching Kansas, which is a shame because I want to fire Franklin and hire him. It's interesting. Kansas. Oh, you want to hire Les Miles? No, I just, just want to hate Stone on Stone Age. I just want to hate on Franklin. Oh, let's talk about this game. The old, the old windmill game, as they call it. Who the Ohio State at Michigan State. Remember the windmill kick, the kicker. Oh, the windmill? yeah. yeah. Yeah, that game is this weekend. I haven't it's heard this anything week. about that. No hype. Nobody cares because it's you know this is a mm-hmm. ten on eighteen. This could get interesting because D'Antonio has this weird capacity to always ruin Ohio State's day. It's like yeah, his. It's day. at Michigan State. It'll probably yeah. you get, he'll probably order a seven hour rain delay, and you know D'Antonio's got balls. He'll do whatever. Yeah. It so takes. so there is precedent for West Virginia causing this storm because. Last last year when when D'Antoni uh, or what, what? D'Antonio. D'Antonio yeah 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 Mark Mark D'Antonio when he uh, when he ordered that that huge delay called, called, called up Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, had the uh, entire 
stadium on lock. Maybe maybe he'll uh, he'll call up B Dubs this weekend and uh, come out with the victory. And that that's actually uh, that's a good point. I think that I think Michigan State has a has a very good shot at uh, coming out uh, victorious in this one. And in which case, I see Ohio State maybe dropping two or three and somehow still remaining above Michigan State in the rankings. (laughs) It's possible. It's possible. It's funny. Like, I feel so unprepared. I didn't even look at who the hell is playing this weekend at all. Uh, So Ohio State, Michigan State's probably the big, that's the big 11 o'clock game. Wisconsin, Penn State's on early. Um, Somebody talked about that. Did you say Bedlam yet? Um, Oh, no. No, that's I mean, on I mean, at thirty. The Cowboys are not. They're not. What they, they usually are, but but still, uh, that's a rivalry game. You you never know what's going to happen, and uh, I, I this at least a game to watch. Here's an interesting one: Auburn, the forgotten Auburn, still with Jarrett Stidham, plays Georgia at six. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not no. a chance. He says that's a that's a not that's watch a... game for me. Not it's it's going to be a suffocation of of Auburn. The, the air will slowly be sucked out of them. All right. Are we interested what about, in Clemson, uh, BC? What about that's game day? Yeah, what I, about game day? That's probably my my number two. It's my top that, is... Like, that no stupid, chance. Tiny stadium that Boston College has. The Bleacher Stadium. Yeah, literally. I don't know. You know, BC, could they could uh, control the ball for like 45 minutes of that game. I'm confident that they will receive the ball during one of the halves. That's what I'm going to predict for that game. They will, in fact, receive the ball at some point in their possession. <laughs> no belief? No belief? No, no belief in beats. I think the, the ACC is just completely overranked. Yeah, other than that, Texas, Texas Tech. Bring us hey, back to the old Michael Crabtree years. That was a good game. Remember that? I like, I like that one. That was a great game. At Texas Tech. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's not the, there's not a lot of great games this weekend. Like I said, Michigan or Mississippi State, Alabama, gonna have to watch that watch that just to see if they put up a million points. Uh, oh, Kansas, Kansas State, the reeling Kansas team, coachless, waiting for their new coach versus uh, old man Magoo in his possibly last season. Oh, so sad. Old man Magoo. Oh man, he's he's a good man. He's a good man. He, he he looks like he'd be a great good grandpa. Like, but he should probably do that instead of. I'm sure he is a good grandpa. He's I I know nothing about him. What's what is his name? Uh, Snyder. Snyder. Bill Snyder. Yeah, Bill Snyder. I I would imagine that he has. Uh, I want to say upwards of like 17 grandchildren. I I just feel like he does, and I feel like he has an enormous barbecue every year. And I I think he's I think he's an overall great guy. So yeah, I think that they're gonna win. <laughs> some some hardcore hold on here we'll just do this we'll just we'll do a final point and then we'll head on to the uh to the why your team sucks here but this ohio state michigan state it's probably the one of the biggest if not the biggest game of the weekend um and it brings up a question here like ohio state's defense is is not does not seem to be fixed after what we saw against nebraska you know i don't know if anyone watched the first drive of that game but nebraska just like literally walked down the field made no moves and scored two touchdowns with ease. Um, I, I could see this game 
being a little messy um, if uh, Lewerke can connect on anything, which is also weak. have we have we ever seen an Ohio State team that just can't run the ball? Yeah, like, I mean, so, I mean that's another factor too. Even it's, with it, those no, talented sorry. running backs, they just can't do it. Yeah, you go ahead. Sorry. As I say, I mean, it, I, I think at the beginning of the year, everyone got so hot. They were like, oh, you know, Dwayne Haskins, he's, he's got a 9,000% completion percentage. And then we just didn't see all, all the other the, the, all the other problems that are going on um, as far as th- their defense, their pressure is just not good, you know. Um, the fact that they the fact that they beat Penn State, and oh, my God, what a marquee win. Well, it doesn't really look like a marquee win anymore. Take that, Ohio State, you know. Um <laughs> We decided to lose out the rest of the year to make you look bad. Um, it's I don't the ultimate know. burn right there. Uh, scoring update. Scoring update. Uh, a game in progress. Uh, ranked pretender team, NC State, just got another field goal. They're up 6 nothing on Wake Forest. Four and five, Wake Forest. I could totally see Ohio State pulling it together. Like, Urban Meyer sacrifices all his health for just the last three weeks of the season. Pull it together. Beat Michigan State. Find a way to beat Michigan because it's at home. And then all of a sudden ESPN remembers how good that cock is and just puts them in the top four of the playoff ranking and predicts them to play Alabama in the national championship game again. I kind of hope that I hope that Bama loses. I look I hope that Bama well, I guess Bama's clinched at this point, right? They can't they can't not go to the title game. They're they're going to the title game, yeah. Oh yeah, Alabama Georgia say, is already locked. I was gonna say I hope that they they lose and somebody else gets in, and then Bama's just like, yeah, but Ohio State lost by a million points to Purdue. Do we just have yeah. to rehash this again? And Urban's well, like, damn it. <laughs> if Clemson loses to BC and BC doesn't shit the bed elsewhere, BC goes to the ACC title game, and Clemson gets an extra week off to prepare for the playoff. I guess. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I think that yeah, I could see. Uh, well, D'Antonio's a good coach, I, but Michigan State is like everyone on the team. I think is injured. If you look at their their depth chart, it's all like on the second guy at this point, except for the worky. Um, but I don't know, Chris. Would you like to tell us why a team, a new team to the uh, to the college football stage, uh, a promising team, why they suck? Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. So this week we're gonna, going to be discussing the Charlotte 49ers and why they are one of the most asinine teams that I can even think of. Um, you know, normally you would just think like Conference USA, like little guy, like what, what's so bad about Charlotte? But then I, you know, I start looking into them. Interesting fact they were created based on a, an online student vote. And they voted yes, even though there would be tuition hikes associated with the team being created. So they were founded in 2011, and they play in the very n- nice new sparkling Jerry Richardson Stadium. Now, you might think that name fr- sounds familiar, and that's because Jerry Richardson is the former Carolina Panthers owner who um, basically got forced out of the NFL because of multiple sexual assault allegations. And you would think, after all of this controversy around the guy your stadium's named after, no. 
they're still sticking with Jerry Richardson Stadium. <laughs> they have a they have a large statue. They actually have two large statues outside their stadium, and it, it's entitled "Go Long." And you yeah. might ask, like, who who is who is this statue of? And it is of nobody. They just have a generic football player statue <laughs> at their stadium. Like that is like that's like EA Sports like like generic stadium level shit right there. Like to me to me like just even though you don't have a history and you just pick like a random player like whoever led your team in rushing like the first year, just give him a statue like you had 800 yards rushing. Here's a statue like like there's there's nothing more lame in the world than a than a non generic statue. So you know, on top of all that, you know they've been a bottom feeder in the Conference USA, never been to a bowl game, uh, and frankly, I hope they never get to a bowl game. But you might think, Chris, like you know, what about the poor Charlotte students? Don't they deserve to see a winning football team? I mean, they they're paying these tuition hikes, they they voted for it, they they're big fans of the team. Do you mean the same students who uh, put a sign that said colored over a water fountain on campus? Yes, <laughs> those students. And yes, I am overgeneralizing the entire student population over one person's actions. But you know what? I'm allowed to do that. This is America. So for all those reasons, Charlotte 49ers, your team sucks. I, I'd like to add some things. Uh, of course, uh, you know, what, what would be a, a hate fest without my input here? Um, I, I, I did find out these Jerry Richardson facts, but uh, instead I'll, I'll just choose to uh, shit all over the uh, city of Charlotte itself. Because, <laughs> because it, it's, just, it's just like taking candy from a baby. It is just such low-hanging fruit here. They are the. They are known for their um, large millennial population. <laughs> what's a, what's a more hateable group of people right now in America than the millennials? Uh, I don't. Are, are we millennials? I'm not even sure. But the Jews. If you, if, hey. Oh. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. <laughs> Go on. Oh dear. Too uh, soon. Too soon. Too soon is right. It really is. <laughs> oh my god! Just derailed Wait, you... my whole hate fest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing like uh, a good, uh, you know. Charlotte. Anyway, you know, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't hear that and uh, just just trudge on here through this hatred. And uh, Charlotte is the second largest city in America in terms of area, next to the fantastic beautiful state-of-the-art city of jacksonville florida oh so my God. they are in great company there they are home to <laughs> they are home to the corporate headquarters of lowe's people amazing <laughs> stuff they are also the home of the nascar hall of fame <laughs> where where, <laughs> where people go to be honored 
for driving fast in a car in a track. The best thing to ever happen on a NASCAR track was Virginia Tech versus Tennessee three years ago <laughs> or two years ago. <laughs> like, that's so oh. true. And, you know, that that's all I got. Uh, it was limited research this week, but, you know, in my two minutes of research, I found at least three to four things to hate on them for. They're, they, they pride themselves on being a tech city, like the tech city, when there's Silicon Valley, who, I, you know, I already hated on a few weeks ago, so I'm not even going to go there. But, you know, uh, that, that's pretty much it for... for uh, Charlotte, and you know what? You're not off the hook, actually, because if I find out more things within the next week, I'm coming at you again next week. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a, there's there's just nothing really good about that football team. The only thing that I that I found was that uh, they were selling their their personal seat licenses for I think a thousand dollars was the lowest tier, and as a comparison, the L.A. Rams with their new like four billion dollar stadium are offering their bottom tier at five hundred dollars. And I think that we can all agree that the LA Rams are better than the Charlotte 49ers by about, I don't know, a thousand, a thousand multiple, something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it'd be a close game. But I mean, <laughs> like, their generic like players are probably better than all the Rams all-time greats. That, that, that might be the most lame thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like that's like it, it literally does sound like you were like playing like NCAA 2006 and you had like five choices for what the statue could say. Like, go long, touchdown. Like, <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Charlotte, the Charlotte 49ers, the University of Charlotte, they're not actually their own university. They're UNC Charlotte, right? Yeah, that's true. They're not even their own thing. They, they're not even good enough to be their own thing. It's just Jerry Richardson wanted, like, a new, what, I, I knew something. I, I, I don't even know. Is is that guy even alive still? I, I'm, I, I'm just totally befuddled. I don't know. I guess you could call his stadium Jerry World. Yeah. Maybe Jerry. Be. Maybe Jerry Land. Like, and then Jerry oh. World is the superior one. That's a good point. That's Euro good point. Jerry. And then both Jerrys could like meet up and sexually harass people. Just be like, yeah, we're the Jerrys. Here's the <laughs> other question. 49er, what the fuck does Charlotte have to do with anything to do with 40 the term of 49er? I was gonna bring that up, but I, I would have I don't to know. guess that they are they, they just they were founded in a, a 49 year. I don't know. I don't know, but like for mine, it goes back to minor 49er to the 1849 gold rush in California. Like, okay, so San Francisco, I get it. Like, but take something generic, like I don't know, Bobcat, Lion. There's a million mascots. I, I, they already had the Charlotte Bobcats, though. Well, yeah, yeah. I, this this mascot is glorious, though. Norm the Niner. I mean, is he a, is he a minor? Is it any worse though than the Los Angeles Lakers? Look, look up Norm, yeah. Norm <laughs> see, the Niner. See, all right, but that's a little different. That's a little different because these guys were like refound what in 2012 or something. Are they any different than the Utah Jazz? All right, <laughs> but this is a franchise moving, John. They should have renamed themselves the Charlotte EDM. All right, do you want do you want the real reason why they're the 49ers? I 1949. was able to find it. I love it. The, they were founded in 46, 
but the university's president <laughs> saved them from being <laughs> from being shut down in 1949. Well. If you just left it, if you just left it at that, that would be so much better. You want to know why they're called the Forty Niners? Because they were founded in Forty (laughs) Six. The end. And they were like close enough. That's literally the reason. Yeah, that's that's why I just read Wikipedia. Yeah, should be called like the Charlotte Regrets or something like that. If Penn State was called the Fifty Fives, I would be so upset. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought they, should... they were called the 49ers because that's like the most amount of uh, of uh, players they've ever had on their team. The university's <laughs> main campus front entrance is located on North Carolina North Carolina Highway 49. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's a pure coincidence. I don't know, maybe they were named after a highway. I still love this mascot. The Penn State Route 22ers. I've I've had a thought to change the Penn State mascot, but it's it's purely from personal reasons. Um, I've always wanted us to change to be the Penn State White Knights for two reasons. I really like I really like LSU when they come out with the Trojan guy and he stabs the field. I really like that, and I'd like to steal that from them. And then I'd like to steal like the Florida State like riding out on a horse. So I'd like the guy to ride out on a white stag in a full knight costume come out like do like a front flip off the horse and stab the field and then we have an instant rivalry like a true rivalry with rutgers because there's a scarlet knights like this kind of makes sense like knights fight each other and then we get to play army every year two guaranteed wins we're always two and no instant i know army's looking good this year alex i don't think so i'd like to uh i'd like to hold the mirror up to ourselves for a second that we're gonna shit all over the Charlotte 49ers for being owned by Jerry Richardson, essentially, when we still have the paternal library. But, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything more uh, on that topic. <laughs> ah! But, John, he gave all the money. Hypocrisy is one of the pillars of fandom. You should know that. You know what's really weird about the paternal library and, and anybody that listens to this that's not from Penn State is not going to give a shit? But do you know why it looks like so blocky? Like the reason like people like the reason it looks so crappy, because in my opinion, you see Paterno, you're like, oh, that's kind of a shitty looking library for a university is that it was built in the Great Depression. And that's like the only exciting part about that library is that it looks like shit because they didn't have any money to build it and that they like to keep it looking like shit to keep it historic. And I was like, that's stupid. Like yeah. spruce up those columns a little bit, you know, add some texture. It looks like- awful. Don't forget to mention that they didn't even remodel and like after somebody was murdered there and they never found the murderer. That's true. Small details, small details. All right. So we're getting, we're coming up on, oh, we're like right in an hour here. So real quick, what's, what's the game that everyone's most exciting or excited? Are we going to, are we going to make some PSU picks with the over under and the uh, spread? What's the, uh, what is the spread? I don't even know. Spread is eight and a half over under is 55 snow is in the forecast. All right, I'm taking the under, and I'm taking Wisconsin outright, or um, just just to no, cover. no, no, no to cover. I'm taking a cover. Okay, I think I'm taking Penn State over. I think the offense works it out. Trace got an extra week to heal that old knee of his. 
Hmm. I'll, 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 go ahead. I I don't even know at this point. Oh, geez. I, I'll let somebody else go. I'm taking the under, but I think TSU covers. So. After they lost by 35 points? But how? I'm hoping the Wisconsin quarterback throws about four interceptions. Wisconsin's 2-7 and seven against the spread. I think Penn State will cover here, and we're looking at the over. Wow. wow. Yeah. 55 nice points one. in the snow. Jeez. 55 points in the snow. I don't know if I see it. Yo, actually, there, there's no tailgating for this game, apparently. 35-20. They're shutting yeah. down all the lots or something. I know, I'm going yeah. to the game, and there's no tailgating. You're going to this snow-filled game? They heard oh, I'm cause... coming. That's why they shut it down. Oh, I got it. They were like, we're gonna oh. need, to, we're gonna need enough people. Um, yeah. Otherwise, know. I'm pretty excited for um, Friday night, Boise State, Fresno State. I mean, it's a good game. Fresno State, they're kind of talking that team up, but then they have to go to the blue turf. Boise State has kind of come along after a couple early losses. It's kind of a, it's a big game in the Mountain West. I'm, I'm a little interested in that one. Probably won't watch because it's past my bedtime, but I'll definitely look it up in the morning. So <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I have a weird feeling that, that Colorado might screw up Washington State's hopes this weekend. I might keep an eye on that game. Colorado hasn't won a game in like the last month, month and a half or so. But they started hot. There were some high hopes for them after that Nebraska game. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of high hopes, but... I feel like Washington State is always good for some like what did that what did what just happened type of loss you know um, maybe I'm calling that yo there's another one Northwestern Iowa interesting at the least right yeah Northwestern is. can clinch this weekend but they've got to do it in Kinnick and probably some terrible weather if I had to guess I'm not gonna look it up but I'm gonna say it sucks because it's Iowa right it's like gonna be November 11th or something come on. There's no way. No way. Yeah, you're right. Oh, so, man. We're coming up on the uh, six-year anniversary of the big scandal. We are. We are. John, you're really trying to steer this whole thing in a different direction. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get my game in before John goes off the deep end there. Um, the can't take your eyes away because it's so bad car crash game of the week is Virginia Tech at Pittsburgh. Who's going to claim that side of the ACC? It'll probably be an absolutely miserable game, full of terrible football. But it still means something. Could I'm be. most looking forward to the uh, FS1 matchup at noon on Saturday. We're going to watch TCU upset West Virginia. Oh. Been Remember when people thought pretty... TCU was good? Yeah, they've been pretty shitty lately. Yeah. They're coming back. Gary. It's a gap year. They're the gap back. year for Gary. Gap year oh. for Gary. Uh, um, I don't know. My, the game that I will be watching closely, even though it doesn't have any implications on anything, I just like to watch these games, is uh, Texas at Texas Tech. Because I think it's going to be like a 400-point game, somewhere in that you know 120 to 123 type of finish. Um, you know, I just like watching Texas Tech. I like that they're never that good, but they can always score 60. I think it's satisfying, you know? Uh, but other than that, yeah. 
We'll probably I, I'm gonna make a bet that Clemson wins by fifty points. That's gonna be my bet. BC pulls off the upset. Whoa, opposite. Yeah, opposite. Chaos. Anyone else got any compelling thoughts? Nothing compelling. For this week? No. <laughs> Less miles to Kansas. All right. I Les. love it. Get you on the show. Uh, our guys will call your guys. Yeah, let's try to get an interview out of the guy. Yeah. Oh, total side note. I'm going to send something out. We could talk about it next week. But apparently Dan Herman is a real dick. Uh, is his name Dan? Who? What is it? Tom Herman. Tom Herman. Not Yeah, Tom Herman is I'm a real I'm sure Dan dick. is, too, honestly. <laughs> Dan Herman. Whoever you are, too, you're a real fucking asshole. But Tom Herman, I got to send you this interview with him and some sports people in Houston when he was here. The guy's an asshole, like a complete nutter asshole. But I think we can go into that next week. Nice tease. I like that. Okay. I feel really bad for this Dan Herman fella that lives in Poughkeepsie that's going to be listening to this podcast this week and just gets sad. What if Dan Herman's the first listener and he's like, oh, you know, I found these guys, you know, just really random podcasts, just a bunch of fans. We just rag on him on the third one. Dan, I'm sorry. You know what, Dan? Fuck you. (laughs) Go fuck you. I think that's a good place to end. I think Uh, that should be our that should be our uh, our ending for every episode now. Is a uh, is you know what, Dan? Fuck you. We'll end. We'll end with the fake number fourteen team in the country, NC State, only winning six to three. Wow. Score score update for you. Welcome to Thursday night. Where's Carrie Underwood? We could have her have a sing a song for this one, too. Anyway, uh, may Notre Dame always lose. Go fuck yourself, Dan. And uh, we'll be back next week. Later. Fuck you, Dan Herman. (laughs) Bye.